Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May 10th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Folds with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation news. The Court of Appeal affirmed a permanent disability award resulting from unauthorized self-procured spinal surgery. Here's what happened. Joey Barella injured his low back in August 2005 while working as a dry mix operator for Leprino Foods. The employer admitted the injury was industrially related. The claims administrator timely objected to the PTP's recommendation to perform discectomy and fusion and initiated a utilization review and also requested a spinal surgery second opinion. The UR and SSSOP physicians and ultimately an AME recommended that the surgery not be performed. Without the surgery, Barella was rated as having a Category 2, 8% whole person impairment under the AMA guides. Using private health insurance, Barella nevertheless underwent the surgery. After his surgery, the AME rated Barella higher under DRE Category 4 with a 23% whole person impairment because of motion segment integrity limitations caused by the unauthorized fusion. The AME then concluded in hindsight that the surgery was nonetheless successful because the pain was lessened. The work comp judge awarded Barella a 34% permanent disability rating after adjustments based upon the post-surgery factors of disability. The employer petitioned the WCAB for reconsideration, contending Barella's permanent disability rating should not be based on unauthorized medical treatment. The WCAB denied reconsideration and found that the authorization or payment of medical treatment was irrelevant in assessing permanent disability otherwise supported by the AME findings. The 5th District Court of Appeal affirmed the WCAB in the unpublished opinion of Leprino Foods v. WCAB and Joey Barella. The court reasoned that the employer was unable to cite any statutory or case authority suggesting that they would not be responsible for the resulting permanent disability. Finding no legal prohibition against the injured worker obtaining medical treatment outside the work comp system and substantial evidence to support the WCAB's decision, the treatment obtained was both reasonable and necessary. The Court of Appeal denied the petition for writ of review. And now our fraud report. The Posh Bakery founder, their CEO, and their accountant were arrested on multiple counts of suspected work comp insurance premium fraud. Cheryl Lee and her husband, Jeffrey Ottaveggio, and Bruce Campbell were arrested and booked into Santa Clara County Jail. Bail was set at $500,000 each. Ottaveggio is founder of Posh Bagel in Los Altos. He also founded Wholesale Bakery, the Posh Bagel in Santa Clara, and several additional Posh Bagel shops in the San Francisco Bay Area. Campbell is the company accountant and controller. 
They maintained a work comp insurance policy with California Insurance Company and the parent company, Applied Underwriters. In 2006, Applied Underwriters received an internal spreadsheet from Posh Bakery allegedly tracking two sets of payroll records. One set was for Applied Underwriters and the other for a payroll company called Paychecks, with the lesser payroll being reported to Applied Underwriters. Based on this internal spreadsheet, it is alleged that Posh underreported the number of hours employees were working in order to affect how their premium for work comp insurance was determined. When Applied Underwriters contacted Lee to discuss the payroll discrepancy, she allegedly claimed the insurer was mistaken. Lee then canceled the policy with Applied Underwriters and failed to keep several audit appointments. The California Department of Insurance investigation and evidence seized from Posh bank accounts claim there was more than $1.6 million in underreported payrolls causing a loss of premium of nearly $300,000. The investigation progressed to records from their new carrier, First Comp Endurance Reinsurance Corporation of America. A similar practice was used by Posh with their new carrier, including that the three allegedly attempted to avoid reporting payroll by having employees establish business entities in Nevada as a subterfuge. The case is being prosecuted by the Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office. Rallies, a Northern California supermarket chain, agreed to pay $550,000 and change work comp practices to settle accusations that it discouraged injured workers from filing claims. The settlement with Sacramento County and five other counties was announced by the Sacramento County District Attorney's Office. Rallies did not admit or deny the allegations. The West Sacramento Company agreed to pay $550,000 in penalties and costs including $30,000 to fund training for law enforcement investigators and auditors through the California District Attorneys Association. The local district attorney's office said rallies also agreed to provide mandatory work comp training for store managers. They agreed to uh, improve record keeping and to contract with medical advice companies to evaluate worker injuries and recommended treatment. The supermarket chain also agreed to an injunction prohibiting it from violating workers' comp laws and to continue to expand improved practices for claims by injured workers. The settlement includes a $150,000 sanction if other violations occur in the next five years. And in regulatory news, California nurses and hospitals are locked in a precedent-setting fight over injury compensation that could benefit nurses but cost hospitals hundreds of millions of dollars annually. Proposed legislation would reverse the burden of proof and declare that various infectious diseases or back and neck injuries suffered by nurses are industrially related unless hospitals can prove otherwise. The proposed law would also apply to nurses, aides, respiratory therapists, and others providing patient care at acute care hospitals, but not to doctors 
who are not generally employees. Assembly Bill 1994, pushed by the powerful California Nurses Association, piggybacks upon an exception in state law adopted years ago for peace officers and firefighters. Proposed law would apply to more than 350,000 hospital workers. Opponents argue that if such exceptions are granted to nurses, other private workers in risky jobs will demand them, creating a fiscal nightmare for a stressed work comp system. The Assembly Appropriations Committee estimates that AB 1994 could raise costs to 400 acute care hospitals, including 22 public facilities. Assemblywoman Nancy Skinner, a Berkeley Democrat who crafted the bill, contends that nurses deserve the exception because of extraordinary daily exposure to infection and to risk of injury from lifting or moving patients. Skinner also sees the issue as one of gender uh, equity, saying that it is unfair for the state to grant rebuttable presumptions to the male-dominated public safety profession, but not to the female-dominated hospital profession. A similar bill got shelved last year by the Assembly Appropriations Committee. Since then, the Assembly has a new speaker, John Perez, and a new Appropriations Chairman, Assemblyman Felipe Fuentes. AB 1994 was approved on a party-line vote last month by the Assembly Insurance Committee with Republicans opposed. The bill moves next to the Appropriations Committee. A county audit has found that Los Angeles County USC Medical Center and the County Department of Health Services overpaid workers tens of thousands of dollars in workers' compensation benefits bonuses, sick pay disability, and other overtime issues. The audit began two years ago and was released last week. Auditors found $85,000 in overpayments, including six employees who were overpaid $20,000 in workers' compensation. Auditors say they need to do more to monitor over and under payments. In a written response to the audit, Officials said they accept the findings and recommendations and have corrected their mistakes. Auditors are now reviewing the finances of all county hospitals. An audit of Rancho Los Amigos National Rehabilitation Center released last year also revealed employee overpayment errors, including $2 million in bonus overpayments to nurses. The New Orleans Saints football team has been pushing for a bill in the state legislature to stop claims for football players from being decided in California. But Representative Cameron Henry shelved the proposal and said he doesn't expect to bring it up again for the session that ends in June. The bill was aimed at professional athletes and former pro athletes who are filing claims in California where the laws are more liberal and more expensive to a team. It would have required professional athletes for Louisiana teams to be subject to work comp benefits under Louisiana law if they were injured in a game or practice. 
But with legal concerns about the carve-out specifically for athletes, Henry broadened the measure to apply to all workers in Louisiana. That then raised new concerns about how the expanded language could affect rank-and-file employees and businesses in the state. The NFL is being bombarded with trauma claims filed in California from retired players who are legally able to file here because they played at least one game in California or because they had a California agent who signed the contract here. The types of trauma claims allowed in California would not be allowed under other comp systems in Louisiana or elsewhere. The claims, which can reach up to $250,000, are boosting the Saints' insurance bills. And now in financial news. The insurance industry employment outlook for 2010 is guarded, but cautiously optimistic according to a new survey. The survey also revealed that 74% of the nation's top insurance companies are currently hiring. The survey found nine companies that indicated they will hire at least 2,000 employees in 2010 and 21 companies predicting they will hire more than 500 employees. The survey results echo the conclusions of a National Association for Business Economics survey. Moreover, insurance employers are not cutting benefits to employees either, according to the poll. The top insurance industry positions being hired in 2010 are insurance sales, claims, underwriting, call center, and information technology. The state fund has given their customers a break by lowering their base rates and credit threshold. Small and mid-sized companies that have good claims track records might now qualify for better pricing under the revised rating plan. State Fund is reducing base rates by about 3% across the board starting July 1. But the rate revision is designed to be revenue neutral for the amount of premium collected. Some customers will pay less, while others will pay more. State fund underwriters will be given more discretion to match prices to individual accounts. Currently, underwriters can give companies with at least $60,000 base workers' comp premium some credit for good claims performance. Under the proposed change, companies with base premium as low as $25,000 can qualify for that merit credit. Companies with a less stellar performance could see an increase. The insurer is making this change to better match prices to account performance. State Fund also hopes the adjustment will allow it to be more competitive in the market. A troubled workers' compensation insurer is considering many options according to their recently released public report. CRM Holdings is exploring strategic alternatives that could include a sale, merger, or shedding operations. They caution, however, that there can be no assurance that this will result in any transaction or that if completed, any transaction will be on attractive terms. CRM stock recently traded at 36 cents a share. 
In 2008, CRM surrendered its third-party administrator license in New York when regulators took over several of its self-insurance trusts. Then, last month, reports surfaced that CRM had shut down a California self-insured group, Contractors Access Program of California, because it could not cover its liabilities. In the earnings release, CRM reported a net loss of $7.7 million during the first quarter. Among other reasons, CRM said the decline in revenue occurred because its majestic insurance unit could not retain or compete for certain rating-sensitive business because AM Best Company downgraded its financial strength rating from A- to B++ last year. Fairfax Financial Holdings announced that Zenith's shareholders voted by 98.9% of the votes cast in favor of the Fairfax acquisition of Zenith for $38 cash per share. The merger remains subject to approval by the California Department of Insurance and satisfaction or waiver of other customary closing conditions and is expected to, to close in the second quarter of 2010. Zenith will continue to operate its business under the leadership of Stanley Zacks, president and CEO. Fairfax is a financial services holding company which, through its subsidiaries, is engaged in property and casualty insurance and reinsurance and investment management. The deal is expected to make Fairfax the seventh largest workers' compensation insurer in the state. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or iPod by searching for Work Comp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarron, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us, and please visit us again next week for more news.